like, listen to this snobby bitch. We don't have to choose between family and career. We can find a way to strike balance. I don't even know what I did to fill my date. If I waved a magic wand and gave you access to a full-time person on call, what would you do? Hi, I'm Erin Deering and you're listening to The Work. Does putting your children into childcare, having a cleaner or, God forbid, having a nanny make you a snobby parent and a corporate first person? Times are busier than ever at the moment and I'm going to unpack in this episode why having a helper can help you become a better parent and the cultural judgment on parents who have helpers and I'll share my values as a parent and how it's helped me to be okay with my choices. So we moved to Monaco in June 2015. So Oscar was about three, four months old. I was still running Triangle. You know, we were going hell for leather. That was our busiest year. And in Monaco, it was we didn't have a nanny when we got there. I had a three-month-old, so it wasn't even in my arena of thought that, to have a nanny. But everyone that I knew there and that I'd met there spoke about their nannies really just off the cuff. Oh, blah, blah, blah with the nanny and oh, this with the nanny. And I realized pretty quickly that it was a very accepted part of living over there was to have a nanny. If you had children, you had a nanny. It didn't matter what the parents did. It was just exactly how it was there. Understanding that that's a very, you know, top tier place of living and obviously nannies were part and parcel. But that also was really across Europe because there was Monaco was, you know, expats, Italians, the French, Australians, the Americans, the English. So it wasn't just people in Monaco that were in Monaco always. They were traveling around and everyone had a nanny. So we got a nanny and we had a part-time nanny. She was part-time assistant, part-time nanny. And she only took Oscar out for a few hours here or there during the days because I was very protective. You know, I only knew to do it myself. So I was very protective of that. I didn't really want to relinquish control. I felt like I wanted to do everything myself. So we only had a nanny for a few hours a day until we moved. So we moved back to Hong Kong. So we lived in Hong Kong, moved to Monaco, moved back to Hong Kong just to have Ollie, my second child. So we moved back because we wanted to use the same obstetrician. And again, I noticed in Hong Kong that nannies, or they were called helpers over there, again, very, very commonplace. Every family, I realized, had help. And that was just really how it was. So we had help over in Hong Kong as well. It was just a very common thing to do. I was still working. I was pregnant. And then I had another newborn. And so I had a nanny. And then... When Oscar was two and a half and Ollie was three weeks old, we went back to Australia. Now, we went back to Australia just for like about a month. And I realized very quickly, even in that tiny little period that we were there in between Hong Kong and I moved to New York. (laughs) My life sounds insane right now. And then I moved to New York after that. That little bit even in between in Australia, it was very clear to me that nannies we're not really a part of the Australian culture. Now, I knew this growing up. I was very aware of this growing up, but I'd grown up in Australia without having children and then I'd had children in other countries. So I came back to Australia with this kind of, in my head, just thinking everyone has help. Like that's just what you do, that everyone has help. And I realized very quickly that wasn't the case. And then when I moved back fully a year later to Australia, relocated, actually packed my things up and moved back to Australia, was when I started to run into a couple of little challenges about what it was going to be like to have help, have a nanny, have someone with me to help care for my children whilst I was in Australia. So in other cultures, in Europe and in Asia, it is really normal to have help in the home. 
And what I realized very quickly when I came back to Australia in 2018, that you were judged for having help. And not only were you judged, but you had to like very like strongly justify your position for having help in the home. I remember coming back and even though I'd exited Triangle, I still was telling people that I was working in the business purely because I had a nanny thinking I have to pretend I'm doing something really important and I'm really busy because I was getting judged anyway. (laughs) No, I was getting judged for having a nanny. In fact, it was so bad when I moved back that no one was calling nannies nannies. Everyone called their nanny a babysitter. It was like this, and I still think this happens a bit, where no one wants to acknowledge that they have someone, perhaps on payroll, that is assisting them with their lives. So babysitters is a far more casual term, and I'm sure people are using babysitters casually, so don't take offense if this is you. But if you do have someone that's routinely in your house, they're not a babysitter, they're a nanny. And I found that so weird. I actually had a full-time nanny saying I just had a babysitter because I wanted to fit in with the lingo of how everyone was saying it. And it was just a way of people, you know, I feel to just, you know, avoid having to acknowledge that they were really doing something even, I guess, for themselves. I don't know. So I, through this process, this is a couple of months of having my children being cared for by a nanny and having to really carefully frame it and feeling so I was in two minds about it because part of me was wanting to sort of blend in and call my nanny a babysitter and say I'm working a lot and, you know, kind of, I guess, not being honest with myself. And then on the flip side, I really wanted to own it and I really wanted, because I've always been someone that really likes going against the grain and I really wanted to kind of say, hey, I do have a, I do have a bloody nanny and I do have one because it is really helpful for my life and It was like I was in these two minds about it, which I went back and forth on for a really, really long time until I got to a really good place where I felt like incorporating a nanny into my life and saying it loud and proud, where now I can say confidently, I have three nannies in my home. I'm very happy with that decision. My family has never been happier. Took me a really long time though to get there. Don't hate me yet. I promise you there is some good, valuable stuff to come. Hey guys, I get a lot of people asking me questions about business and self-care and all my little bits and pieces, so I've created Love Notes, which is like having a little coffee or a chai with me in your email. You can sign up on my website, erindeering.com. It's also the best way to stay connected and keep up with all upcoming events, giveaways, and all the good stuff. There's a lot coming up, so make sure you're subscribed. Now back to the podcast. So by now, you're probably thinking I'm the snobbiest most elite person on the planet and I'm with you if you're still listening I hear you and I'm about to explain a little bit of what was going on in my head as well during that time when I just moved back so when I moved back to Australia I was mentally in a very dark place now I talk about this in my book which is coming out, I was really struggling. I didn't want to deal with my kids. I didn't want to really be around them. I was so fragile and broken and I really needed to disassociate from everything around me, including my children. So a lot of why I think I felt guilt initially was because I was probably using a nanny as an avoidance from dealing with the reality of my life. You know, I was a newly single mom. I'd moved back to Australia after eight years. I didn't have my business anymore. I was really in a really dark place. But on the flip side of knowing that I was using them as a bit of a crutch as well, it was so important for me to get myself sorted out and using that help around me because the thing is, you know, we used to have huge communities and support networks, which we don't have anymore. And I especially felt that when I moved back. 
And so I really did rely on someone else, a nanny. My, my family were around, don't get me wrong, but someone else that was there to be able to give my children the attention and the care and the love that they needed whilst I wasn't able to give it to them because I wasn't able to give it to myself. So I'm really grateful. And I, 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 you know, I really do feel like that time of having to acknowledge that and own that, even though I was using it in a really kind of reckless way, I was not working, I was going out a lot, I would spend my days, I'd have a nanny and then I would spend my days just sort of aimlessly going for a walk and then going, I don't even know what I did to fill my day, to be honest. But I do really on reflection feel like I am grateful that I still asked for help and I could have done it the other way. I could have had no help and struggled in silence with my children around me, watching me spiral, watching me engage in toxic patterns and behaviors with my body. I would have been snapping at them a lot more because my patience was just non-existent. You know, so whilst I did come up against a lot of judgment during that time, and some of it was rightly so, I know I needed to do it. And I'm so proud of myself for holding strong and asking for help. And I want to make it really clear that nannies are top tier of asking for help, right? And not everyone is in a position to ask for a nanny and get a nanny and have a nanny. But you can can use childcare. You can support, have support from family or friends or a family member or a friend. You know, there are ways to get that help when you need it. And it's not just about a nanny. It's more the fact that I was able to say, hey, I have to come first here for a while. And if I don't get the help that I need, and for me, it was just a nanny because I was able to have the resources for it. But if I don't get that help, I'm just going to keep getting further and further down this spiral. And that's going to be the worst thing for my children, far worse than them having a nanny during the day whilst I fluffed around doing God knows what. My new memoir, my very first book, Hanging by a Thread, is coming out on September the 26th. Now you can pre-order your copy right now by heading to Booktopia. There seems to be a really big guilt culture in Australia around asking for help to raise our families. Now, I'm very happy to be a card-carrying member of like, look at my help that I have at home. I have nannies. I have a housekeeper. I love being the example of being very, very self-first, you know. There is nothing wrong with putting your child in childcare or having a nanny for an extra day if you don't work because you just want a day to yourself. So think about all the things you have to do as a a mother, you know, because this is for the mothers mainly because the world, our world, our family orbits around us, you know. If the mother is well, the family as well. I I live this. I see this happen. I know when I come home stressed, everyone else is on edge. I feel that. When I'm feeling like I put myself first and I'm coming in, I've had my time, I've felt like I've done what I needed to do for the day, everyone in the family is in a great mood. I've literally tested this for you guys so you don't have to do it and so you know that it's okay to take time for yourself for whatever bloody reason it is. You don't have to make up an excuse that it's for work. You don't have to make up that it's an excuse because you have to do the groceries and tick off these lists. Just do it for you because no one else is going to put you first but yourself. So this is not just even about having a nanny. It's putting a child into childcare. It's having a cleaner come and help. It's having a family member rostered on a week. We have our, Zach and I, our two dads come and help on the weekends. So it's like granddad morning. It's very cute. So we're setting up a roster for that. Do whatever you can do to get that time for yourself because I guarantee you, your children are going to be happier when they see you putting yourself first. I said that like five times, but I swear to God, it's just so bloody important. Now, if I waved a magic wand and gave you access to a full-time person on call and you didn't receive any judgment for it, 
what would you do? Would you carelessly abandon all your other activities and duties and just, you know, completely be selfish, you know? And this is where your values will really guide your life forward in terms of how you're going to react or respond to having help in your home. So my values and my non-negotiables that I set up as much as I can, this is my, you know, hard and fast rules. I do school drop-offs, the weekends are ours. We have a little bit of help in the mornings on a Saturday morning, but aside from that, nothing else basketball. I try and outsource all my other things like cleaning and laundry. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have a social life, which I really don't. I don't have time between work, between my family and between my physical, emotional and mental and spiritual health. I, the friends, that can wait. You know, my kids are young. I can go out and be social in five or 10 years if I still have any friends, but I have no social life. And it's really just about those, those three things in my life at the moment. They're my values. So when I have help in the home, they work around those values. And I'm very, very confident and comfortable with knowing the balance in my life is based on those values. So I come home after work and I set up a little spot. It's at the very end of my hallway. It's behind the couch. It's this big kind of carpeted area. And I just sit on the ground and all my kids just come and swarm and sit on me and we just hang out. And I love that I've set up my life to be in a way where I am able to invest in them and be so present. I know we hear this and it's so frustrating as mothers, especially to be present, be present, be present. But the way you can be present is by giving yourself that time on your own so you can be present later. You can't fake being present. You can't force being present. If you've got a million other things going on in your mind that you didn't get to do because you didn't put yourself first at all during a day, then you're not going to be able to be present. So give yourself that time. Ask for the help. Get the help and you're going to be a such a better mother, happier mother and better person for it. All right, guys, it is time to do the work. So I would suggest to write a list of your non-negotiables, write a list of the things that you would like to delegate and the people in your circle or your family that could possibly help you on a regular rotational basis. Now, only you know what is right for your family. So be honest with where you're at. Do not let other people's judgments or thoughts get into your arena. They are not in your house. They do not know. Only you know. And you know what? You're going to be judged for whatever decision that you make. Whatever decision you make, you'll be judged for. So do whatever you want to do that is right for you. If you need a break, if you want a career, that is okay. You do not have to have or you do not have to choose one or the other. So one thing that I hear a lot, which drives me mad, is when people say things like, when you're on your deathbed and, you know, your, your career is not going to surround you and your house is, I heard this on the other day, and your house is not going to surround you, your children are. And they make it like we have to choose between family and career. We don't have to choose between family and career. We can find a way to strike balance. We're not always going to achieve that balance, but we're going to always strive for it and know that we're going to do the best that we can to get there. So if you do want help at home, if you are in a position to get that help, you can, you know, childcare is a more affordable option, but if you are in a position to have a nanny, if you are in a position to put your child into childcare for an extra day, if there's anything that you're not doing because you're afraid of judgment when it comes to getting help in the home, don't worry about it. Who cares? Go and try it. Go and see because it's going to make you feel better. And if you feel better, you're just going to learn to shut that noise out that's around you anyway. 
thank you for listening to the work. Now, I'm releasing two of these podcasts a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Don't miss them. Now, if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, there is a question on there that I would love for you to answer for me. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week. Mwah.